all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's. Shalom. What's going on, everybody? Come on in. It is Tuesday night. We're doing a special night of additional prayer to help you end this year strong. And we believe that your next 12 are going to be your best 12. Come on in. Like this video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video in just a moment. We're going to add our Instagram fam of both the Harvest Church and the Bishop Foreman Instagram pages. And of course, for now, we are on our Facebook pages, both Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, as well as YouTube, Bishop Foreman and Harvest Church, Periscope, and our Uncommon Gospel Radio Network family. We're about to add in all of our YouTube family. Boom, there we go. And boom, here we go. Come on in, guys. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. And share this video tonight, guys. It's going to be an amazing time of prayer. As you know, prayer is always powerful. Prayer is always amazing when we gather together. Prayer is a privilege. It is not a right. Prayer is something that we get to do. It is not something that we have to do. Come on, everybody say this. I get to pray. Type that, y'all. I get to pray. Type it again. I get to pray. And uh, that's exactly what we get to do. All right? Come on in. What's going on, y'all? Shalom, shalom, shalom. Come on in. Tell me where you're watching from. And uh, share this video and uh, shalom to you. Let me teach you something. Shalom is Hebrew where we use it harvest often. It means nothing broken, nothing lacking, uh, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking, all is well. And that every time you greet one another in Hebrew culture, they don't say, what's up to one another? Hey, how you doing? What's going on? They say shalom to one another. Can I encourage you to work that into the way you speak and work that into the way that you interact with people? Because every time you're saying that to somebody, what are you doing? You are prophesying to them. You are telling them nothing missing in your life, nothing broken in your life, nothing lacking in your life. All is well. Can you type that word? Nothing missing, nothing broken, nothing lacking. All is well. Uh, your words are powerful. And so it's so important that when you're speaking, when you're talking, when you're interacting, that you're always mindful that life and death are in the power of your tongue and they that love it shall eat its fruit. So one of the things that you're always going to have me to uh, have you to do is to say it. You got to say it so that you can see it because life and death are literally in the power of your tongue. So you got to say it so you can see it. You got to say it so you can see it. You got to say it so you can see it. And uh, and so that's why we always talk about that. All right. But come on in. Like the video. Tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. I want to start prayer a little different tonight. I want to actually start with your individual prayer requests. We're going to continue to pray about your decisions. Um, we gather together every Monday night from 7 Mountain to 8 Mountain to pray. Um, that's at 9 to 10 Eastern. 
uh, to pray. And uh, we're adding these additional days of prayer, Tuesdays, Fridays, and Saturdays. So we won't be live on Friday for prayer. We will have Thursday night Christmas Eve experience from Harvest. And then tomorrow night, for those that are used to uh, used to turning tuning in on Wednesday, this prayer will replay for you tomorrow night. New Year or Christmas Eve will be live, and we're going to give away toys. It's going to be amazing. You're also going to get to see the Aurora Campus Auditorium is in the midst of a transformation in terms of the stage and the set. And it's in process because I want you to see what many of you feel like your life is now. Uh, it's not done yet, and it's not done because there are areas of your life that are not done yet. But can I just get you to make this declaration? Say, I'm in process. I'm in process. I'm in process. There are certain areas of your life um, that are not done yet. God hasn't finished yet. And you have to embrace the fact that you're in process, that you're in development. That God is literally taking you through a process to make you better, to make you stronger, to make you wiser. He's taking you through that process. And so in all of that, you'll get to see that on Thursday night because what you're normally used to seeing behind me is gone. It's not there. You're going to see some things. You're going to see chords. You're going to see different things. And I want you to see it that way because I want you to be able to embrace when everything is not right. Come on. I want you to be able to embrace when everything is not done in your life because there's going to be many areas of your life where the process is going to go on and it's going to go on and on and on and on and on. And you got to embrace that process. Somebody say, I embrace it. Come on, y'all say that. I embrace it. I embrace it. I, I embrace the fact that it is not done. I embrace the fact that some stuff is sticking out. I embrace that fact. What have we learned? In Luke chapter two, when Jesus was ready to be born, Nothing was ready. They didn't have a place to have him. All the hotels were taken because of the census. They had to borrow somebody else's field. That's where they had him. They had to place Jesus in a trough that was used to feed animals. Nothing was right. Nothing was ready. And often the time is right for God when nothing seems right for you. Often the timing is right for God when nothing seems like it's in the right place for you. So I want us to cover that in prayer. Father, in Jesus name, God, we give you honor. We give you glory. We give you praise tonight. And Father, we thank you for the privilege that we have to pray. And tonight, God, as we pray. We say, get the glory out of everything that we do tonight. Give us the words to pray. Give us the strategy to pray. When we pray, God, we are literally adjudicating in the spirit. What does that mean? Now, we are fighting in the realm of the spirit. This is spiritual warfare. This is what we're doing. So we get to go above man. We get to go above fear. We get to go above panic. We get to go above the structure on earth. And we get to go to the king of kings. And the Lord of Lords and the great I am. So in Jesus name, we say thank you. Come on, y'all, let's pray. We say thank you that we get to pray. 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 Tonight, we thank you, Lord, that you forgive us. You wash us clean. You wash us clean. You wash us clean of our sin. That's the mistakes we've made. You wash us clean, God, of our iniquity. That's the generational curses that we practice. And you wash us clean, God, also of our transgression. That's where we have willfully deviated from what we know to be the truth. So we stand before you tonight, God, not as sinners saved by grace. No, your word says in Romans that you make us your righteousness. So when we apply the blood, we become your righteousness. That means we're in right standing with you. So we can boldly approach the throne of grace and obtain mercy in our time of need. And that's what we seek tonight, God. We say that when we pray, we expect results. Why? Not because of how good we've been, because, but because of how good you are. 
We expect results. We expect to see things improve. We expect to see things get better, starting with ourselves. Come on, y'all, let's pray. We cover ourselves tonight, God, more so than just trying to change our circumstances, Lord. We cover ourselves. We cover what we do, how we act, how we talk, how we walk. We cover ourselves. Father, we start with our tongue and we command our tongue to only speak words of life. We cancel every negative confession that we've ever spoken or come in agreement with about ourselves or anything pertaining to our lives. Life and death are in the power of our tongue. Father, we cover our eyes. We pray that we would only see it the way you see it. You say it in your word. In 2 Kings 6, you told through Elisha, the prophet, his servant, you told him, Lord, open his eyes so that he would see that there's more for him than against him. Father, we pray that when we open our eyes, we will see what is for us and not focus on what's against us, that our energy would flow to what is for us and not what is against us in the name of Jesus. Come on, y'all, let's pray. We cover our ears. We pray, Luke 8, 18 says, take heed how you hear. We pray that we would hear right. If we hear right, we can do right. If we hear right, we will follow right. We pray for our hearing. God, we come against hearing through the filters or the lenses of experiences that we've had. We come against hearing through fear. We come against hearing through anxiety. We come against hearing through panic. And in your name, God, we declare that we hear clearly. We hear clearly tonight that we will hear you and we will obey. We pray for our feet tonight that once we hear... God, we would get up and walk it out, that we would do it, that we would not just be those that hear the word and sin on it, but we would be those that hear the word and do it. You said, blessed are those that hear and do the word. We declare we are doers. Everybody on every platform say, I'm a doer, I'm a doer, I'm a doer. We are those that do the word tonight in the name of Jesus. We've covered our tongue. We've covered our eyes. We cover our ears. Father, we cover now, uh, uh, um, we cover our mind in the name of Jesus, that we would process things right. Your word says, let this mind that was in Christ Jesus be in you also. We pray that we would have the same thought pattern that you do about it, that we would not think according to man's ways, think according to our comfort, or think according to how we see it being done, but we would think according to how you see it, God. In other words, God, like the scripture says, let this mind that was in Christ be in us also. What does that mean? Let's have your attitude about it. God, give us your attitude. That means our settled way of thinking. That means what we have determined is the way we should think. We declare that that's how we are going to think. Come on, y'all, let's pray. In the name of Jesus, we cover all of our senses and we say that we walk by faith and not by sight. We cover what we touch. We cover what we touch. You said, God, that you would cause what we touch to prosper. You would cause what we touch to prosper. That means that it would accomplish what we've set out for it to do. In the name of Jesus, we declare that our hands, there's an old saying, the Midas touch, that whatever Midas touched, it turned into gold. We pray, God, that whatever we touch, that you would cause for it to improve. The evidence of our involvement would be that it gets better. Evidence of our involvement, God, would be that things improve, that there's excellence, that people say, I know Bishop Foreman's involved because it's better than it was, that they would say, put your initials on the screen, that they know it's better because you are involved. Everything we touch, we declare that it will be better. We declare that when people see us coming, that they will be able to celebrate us, that they will be able to say, I know that this person brings and adds value. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, we pray. Can I get everybody on every platform to say amen right there? What do we do? 
We covered your speaking. We covered your hearing. We covered your seeing. We covered your thinking. We covered what you touch. We did not cover uh, what you smell, but let's go on and hit that too. God, we cover what we, oh, yes, we did because we said senses, but let's cover that too. We cover what we smell, God. In other words, how is it that we perceive the aroma of a situation? We pray, God, that we would see every situation as an opportunity for you to show out that we would smell opportunity. My God, that we would smell opportunity. God, we declare that we have pronoia, which is the opposite of paranoia. Paranoia says that there is a conspiracy against us. Pronoia says, Romans 8, 28, all things are working together for our good. I pray we would smell opportunity. I pray that we would smell a sweet aroma where things are improving. Come on, let's go. Your word, the city of Jericho, it literally means a place of crushing. And Father, that's where you gave the children of Israel one of their greatest victories in a place that had an aroma, which means something had to be crushed. Every place, God, you've allowed for us to be crushed, we pray that we'd smell better. Mm. That there would be a sweet aroma, the scripture speaks of, that comes up before you. Every place you've crushed us, we declare that it's made us wiser, it's made us smarter, it's made us better. Come on, y'all. Every place where people have crushed us, we pray in Jesus' name that it would cause us to have an aroma that's greater than it is now. And for that, we say thank you. Can I just get those of you who have gone through some crushing in the last 12 months to put this on the screen? On the screen. Thank you for the crushing. Come on, take that. Thank you for the crushing. All right. To get a sweet aroma, the way they used to make perfume, it wasn't done in a lab and things like that. Now, you literally had to crush flowers. You have to crush flowers in order to get a sweet aroma. That's what Jericho means. You have to crush it to get a sweet aroma. You have to crush it to get a good aroma. So any area where God allows you to be crushed, what does that mean? All the weight, listen, falls on you. Who am I talking to tonight on prayer? Have you had any areas in your life in the last 12 months where it seems like all of the pressure has just fallen on you? Or you've been crushed. Well, you've been crushed. Wave at me if I'm talking to you. Maybe it was relationship. Maybe it was a friendship. Maybe it was a family situation. Maybe, uh, again, 2020 has presented some interesting challenges. Wherever the Lord has allowed you to be crushed, that is the same place that if you'll smell it right, there's a sweet aroma coming from there. Um, I just a moment ago was doing a show for um, the vice chairman of our board of directors, Mr. Bright, my good friend. He's been my friend for 14 years now. And uh, we were talking about stuff. And the show was so good because we started talking about the story. And as I started talking about the story and just the, my journey and Harvest's journey, um, it, I started remembering things that I just hadn't talked about in a while. And uh, there was a period of time in the show where I started getting almost a little emotional. I got it together real fast because he says, how do you not get the big head? God's been really good to you. How do you not do that? I said, well, I'm aware that this is the Lord's doing. You saw the show. It says this was so good. This is the Lord's doing. And it is marvelous in our eyes. Um, and I looked at all of these places God allowed me to be crushed. Uh, and every place I was crushed, I can now look and say, I'm glad that happened. I'm glad that happened. I'm glad that happened. I want to cover that in prayer because some of you, you still, can I be honest? And I want to say this as nice as I can say it. You still smell the um, uh, the waste. How about that? You still smell the waste, Right. You still smell the, here it is, the manure. You still, sm I'd say it another way, but I ain't going to do that on prayer. You still smell, not today at least. You still smell it. Y'all know Bishop Foreman. I keep it real. You still smell the manure. 
But what you have to train yourself to do is to realize I'm glad that happened. There were things that I started thinking about. I remember uh, back when MySpace, people made up fake MySpaces about me and then made up fake Facebooks. And, they, you know, some people still make it up fake uh, 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 Instagrams and stuff like that. And all of that. You still smell that, but you really need to look at it and say, God, I am grateful for that because something good came out of that. Father, I pray that you would show us the good that has come out of everything that felt like the gutter, that you would show us, God, what's magnificent of what once looked like manure, that you would show us, God, uh, the positive that has come out of every negative. And for that, we say thank you in Jesus name. Somebody just make this declaration. It smells good to me. It smells good to me. Interestingly enough, you can smell rain before you see it. So um, perhaps it's so, one of the most important senses that you make sure is right is your smell. Because before it gets to you, you're going to smell it. I can smell good bread when I walk into a restaurant. Huh? Who else am I talking to? Like you can smell good bread. I can smell good food when I walk into somebody's house. If I don't smell nothing good, like, mm-mm, let's go. You can smell when somebody got good barbecue. Do you understand what I'm saying? It smells good to me. You need to make that declaration about your life. Come on, everybody on every platform. Come on, prayer. Come on, Facebook. Come on, YouTube. Every platform. Say, my life smells good. Please make that declaration. It smells good to me. My good smells good to me. What I didn't think was good smells good to me. The people that hurt me smells good to me. People that betrayed me smells good to me. The people who did me right smells good to me. The people who were loyal smells good to me. Everything I've been through, it smells good to me. Why? I will smell it before I see it. So if I get my smell right, if I get my smell right, I'll get my sea together. If I get my smell right, I, I'll get my seed together. In other words, when I smell it, it gives me the faith to believe that it's coming. And you need to smell that 2021, your next 12 are going to be your best 12. I need you to have that smell. Like I mm, 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 mm. something good is coming out of this. You ever walked up on somebody and, and hugged them and you're like, you smell good. Okay. The smell, that aroma, I could do a whole message about this. That aroma changed how you saw them. That are, you ever looked at somebody and maybe they didn't smell good? Just wave at me. That aroma changed how you saw them. You need to have this sensation that my 2021, God, dog, this smells good to me. Smells like you're getting out of debt. Smells like you're going to have the best circle around you you've ever had. Smells like you're not going to have any leeches in your life that are leeching off of you and not adding value to your life. It smells like your business is going to flourish. It smells like you're going to be out of debt. It smells like you're going to be doing what God created you to do. It smells good. Jesus. Come on, y'all say it. It smells good to me. Wow. Um, I had a, uh, not a smoothie, I had a bowl. Um, th that was my dinner because I'm doing this thing um, for fa for fitness and then a fast and simultaneous right before Christmas. And I've got a couple more days, actually one, two, two more days of this. And, uh, and so I had, a, I had a bowl and uh, I was famished when I had it. I was very hungry. I was famished when I had it. I've been going all day. I was famished when I had it. And when I had that thing, I could smell it first. When I opened that top, I could smell the, the acai and the, and the strawberries and the blueberries and the, and the granola and the honey and the coconut. I could smell that thing. And the smell of it caused me to enjoy it the most. So I want to challenge you to have a smell really. What does this mean practically? I have an anticipation. 
Now faith is the substance of things hoped for. In other words, I smell something. I smell something. I smell like my next 12 will going to be my best 12. I smell like favor. Come on, make the declaration. What are you, what are you going to do? Name it, name it, name it, name it, name it. I smell like favor. I smell like breakthrough. I smell like increase. I smell like favor. I smell like things are getting better for me. All right? All right. Listen, if you're just coming in, folks, like the video, tell me where you are watching from and share this video tonight. I got the camera at a different angle. And so I'm looking at the picture and I can see that it, that camera don't look that that doesn't look straight. All right. Now it should be straight. Uh, listen, if you're just coming in, like the video, tell me where you're watching from. Share this video tonight. What we are doing is we are doing extra days of prayer to help you end the year strong. And we pray together every Monday night, seven to eight in the new year. I started saying this to you 12 months ago, and then 2020 brought something that changed that. But in the new year, that might be changing. So just always stay connect to us. Um, stay connected to us as it relates to that. Um, but we're doing some extra prayer because I want you to end this year strong. The way you end a thing determines the way you begin a thing. And I need you to end strong because you need to begin strong. I need you to end strong. Can I get a few of you to say that? End strong. End strong. Ecclesiastes says the ending of a thing is better than the beginning. And what it really means is this. You finishing is more important than you starting. And I pray that you would not just be a good starter, but I pray you'd be a good finisher. Father, I pray that we would be finishers, that whatever we set out to do, we would complete. Whatever we set out to do, we would get the job done. We are not those that do not get the job done. We are those that succeed. We are those that excel. We are those that do well. We are those that end strong. We are not those that have the, the energy to start and not complete. We are those that have the energy to get the job done. Whatever we set out to do, we're going to end. We will see our goals met. We will see our goals accomplished. And for that, we say thank you. In Jesus' name, can I get everybody to say amen right there. Listen, uh, for all my Atlanta family, I'd love for you to be a part of my Atlanta launch team. Um, Harvest Church Atlanta is going to be coming. And uh, we're going to go into the pre-launch phase here as we enter into the first quarter of 2021. What is that? That's where I'll uh, work, uh, begin pouring into those that are going to be part of our launch team. They'll be bonding to me and me to them. Uh, as we get ready to launch Harvard Search Atlanta. So if you want to be a part of our launch team, I need you to just text H-C-A-T-L. Can I get a few of you to put that on every platform? Text H-C-A-T-L to 59769. And when you do that, we're going to shoot you a text right away to show you how to make Christianity, um, not just your lifestyle, not just a hobby. I'm thinking of a decision. But we're going to show you how to get connected to uh, our launch team. All right? So we'd love for you to do that. All right? So make sure that you do that. I see you. A, a, a star 13 saying, this is good. It is good. All right. So uh, if you're in Atlanta, matter of fact, if you're in Atlanta, could you just type ATL just so we can see? I saw a lot of Georgia uh, just through the comments. Can you let us know? We're on several different platforms. So when y'all see me looking around, it's because there's three cameras up here plus a laptop down here for all the different networks and things that we're on. So we're, sp we're spread out everywhere on YouTube, the Harvest Channel, everywhere. Uh, but I see you. Come on, ATL. Come on, ATL. Um, God is so amazing um, what God is doing. Uh, in preparation for what's happening in Atlanta. God's favor is with us and we're excited about it. All right. Look at him. Look at him. Um, the other thing I want to say real quick too, before we go further in prayer tonight, if it's your very first time on prayer with me, would you do me a favor and just, uh, or on a live with me period, would you just wave or say my first time just so that we know all we're going to do is just shoot some love your way. Some of the regulars, 
and just gonna I see you ATL. Some of the regulars are just gonna come over and just say hey to you. All they're gonna do is just shoot some little hearts and whatever your way. We're just glad that you're with us tonight, and we uh, we're so grateful that you're here. You can rest assured. And everything we do, hey Dallas, everything we do is going to be Bible-based. Um, when we pray, it is not just us talking for an hour. Prayer is a dialogue. It is not a monologue. Mono one, dialogue two. So that means we pray, I give you revelation. 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 Many people, if you grew up in church, prayer was this. Blah, 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 In Jesus' name, amen. That's not prayer. Prayer is when God responds. Everybody say, he's responding to me. He's responding to me. And so that's so important. Most people never listen for the response because you were never taught to listen for the response. All right. And so um, so I want to, to be effective in prayer. I'm going to go back tonight um, to your decisions. And we started doing this. If you missed prayer on Saturday or missed prayer on last night, we started talking about your decisions because what's going to make your life better in your next 12, it's going to be your decisions. Say my decisions, your decisions. Uh, and many times when we are making decisions, uh, I started talking about this on Saturday, that many times we, we sit in this seat. I'm just waiting on the Lord. And that is many times that's the spiritualization of our fear. That's the spiritualization of our anxiety, of our panic. Um, that's the spiritualization, y'all ready, of us trying to control things. Like we'll say, I'm waiting on God when really God ain't, you ain't waiting on God. You're waiting to feel comfortable. And there are many things you're going to do and you're never going to feel comfortable until you do it. When we started Harvest, can I be honest with you? I had fear about what I was going to preach every week. I said, God, how am I going to come up with something to preach every single week? Can I be honest with you? That is the least of my concerns today. That's the least of my concerns. Um, and so I want to pray. How many of you can be really honest with me tonight? And you were Bishop Foreman, so you're in a safe place. No judgment. Where there are areas of your life where you have literally said, I'm waiting on God. Wave at me. Like right now. Not, not in your past. Like right now. How many of you right now wave at me if there are areas of your life right now? I see you big mobile right now where you're like, you have said that. I'm waiting on God. I'm just waiting on God. Wave at me. Let's be honest. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Talk, y'all. Talk. I see you. I see you. I see you. I see you. Because we all have done that. And can I be honest with you? Many times, not all the times, but many times you are not waiting on God. You are waiting to feel comfortable. You are waiting for everything to be right. And it's not going to be right for whatever it is. Okay. Um, by right, meaning you're waiting on the right time. You're waiting on everything to be in place. You're waiting on all the money to be there. Um, there's a miracle I might tell you all about. Um, for something we were doing. And um, you're waiting on all of these things. In fact, you know what? I'm going to tell that story. I'm going to tell that story here in a moment. Let's cover this in prayer. God, we pray tonight, Lord, that we would not say we're waiting on you when we're not, when we're waiting to feel comfortable, um, when we're waiting to not have any more fear, when we're waiting for everything else to be right. Forgive us for falsely indicting you by saying we are waiting on you. Forgive us for throwing it on you when it was really us. And we declare tonight, God, um, that we are going to make our best decisions of our life ever in our next 12 months. Come on. We're going to make our best decisions of our life ever in our next 12 months. I'm going to say it again. We're going to make our best decisions of our life ever in our next 12 months. And we know that you will order our steps. Come on. You will order our steps. You will order our steps. Your word says in Psalm 37, 23. 
that the steps are, are, of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. They are ordered by the Lord. That means you tell us what step to take, you order it. You will not give us the next step until we follow the first step. So we pray that we are obedient. We pray that we take action. We pray that we move with strength. We pray that we move with authority. And we pray that we move with power right now in Jesus' name. Everybody say amen. All right, so look, one of the things um, that happens, oh, I'm, ooh, wait a minute. Let's go back to this Psalm 37, 23. All right, um, you will never take a step of faith if you're waiting to feel comfortable about the step. In fact, everybody listen, the opposite of faith, listen, is not fear. If you grew up in church, you were taught that. And that's just not Bible. It's not in the Bible. It doesn't say faith and fear are the opposite. And people even got memes, starve your fears and feed your faith. Listen, all of that is cliche. Can I just be honest with you? It, how many of y'all will be really honest that that don't even work? What about that be? How many of you be really honest that that don't even work? Come on, let's have some real conversation tonight on prayer. That that doesn't even work. That doesn't even work. Because here's what you'll discover is many. See, God didn't give us a spirit of fear, but of power and love and a sound mind. He didn't give it to us. What we've been through did. What we've accomplished has. See, sometimes what you've been through makes you fear failure. So you're not afraid of new. You're afraid of old failure. You're afraid of old pain. But then the other piece that sometimes happens um, is that sometimes you've achieved things and your achievements make you fearful. David beat Goliath with no experience, but lots of preparation. He had to beat more giants after Goliath. And now David was tired. Now David didn't have that same vigor and youthfulness that he did um, when he was a kid uh, or younger. I shouldn't say a kid, but when he was younger. And so now David's like, ah, I don't know this. I got to be strategic because I'm older now. I got stuff to protect. I have a kingdom to protect now. I have money to protect now. I have stuff to protect now. I didn't have anything to protect when I was going after Goliath. I have stuff now. So sometimes you're fearful because you you don't want to lose your stuff. Who am I talking to? You don't want to lose no money. You don't want to lose a car. You don't want to leave lose a house. You don't want to lose nothing. So you're fearful because you've made progress. I have something to protect now. Okay? Um, and so at the, somebody said, you're in my business. Come on, Holy Ghost. Like, I got something to protect now. And God really makes me, it boils down to this. So are you going to protect that or obey me? Will you protect that or obey me? Will you protect that or obey me? Hmm? Will you, excuse me, protect that or obey me? And um, so that's where fear comes from. But the truth is this, is that the opposite of faith is certainty. Certainty, not fear. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which means the opposite of faith is certainty. I know versus I hope. I know versus I hope. And here's how you know your faith is, is, is maturing is when your I hope becomes your I know. Your I hope becomes your I know. Your I hope becomes your I know. So I want to cover that in prayer because the truth is, is many times um, um, we, what we really want is certainty and in our wanting certainty, we don't make any decisions because we're not certain. We're not certain. And you're wanting God to do something now that he didn't do before that he didn't do before that he did not do before father in Jesus name. We pray that our hope will become our no. 
that our I hope will become our I know. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, which means if it's evidence, that means according to you, it already happened. According to you, God, it's already done. So in Jesus' name, we pray that our I hope will become our I know, that we would trust you that much, uh, God, that our I, our I hope would metamorphosize into our I know. And for that, we say thank you and give you glory. We release fear, but we also recognize, God, that it may try to come back. It may try to speak to us. It may try to infiltrate us. There's somebody watching prayer tonight. You literally, there are some friends you know you need to cut. There are some relationships you know are toxic uh, for people that are very close to you. And your fear is, well, what will I have if he's gone? And God says, listen, either you're going to protect that or trust me. Either you're going to protect that or trust me. Either you're going to protect that or trust me. And God, we say we trust you. You are our provider. You are our father. You are a good, good father. That means you are our life giver. That's what father means. And God, we say we trust you. We say we trust you tonight in Jesus' name. Can I get everybody on every platform to just say, I trust you and capitalize the Y in you because we're talking about Jesus. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. Last night on prayer, I began, if you missed it, watch it. I began sharing a story about... Um, just the journey of how when Harvest, we were in our early days and we got on TV and I was a total, total, total faith walk. I remember there was a project that we were working on. And as we were working on the project, I said, OK, God, if you want us to do this particular project, um, then God, I'm going to need you to provide these resources and bring them from somewhere else because we're not going to we're not going to touch this to do that. So, Lord, I need you to bring the resources from somewhere else within a matter of three days. Within a matter of three days, the resources showed up in abundance. Listen, in abundance. God did exactly what I asked for. But because, can I be very honest with you and transparent? But because the reality was I still wanted certainty, when it was time to pull the trigger and take the action, I said, let's not do it. And in the moment, it sounded like a very wise decision. I was like, that's a good executive decision. That is a good business decision. That's a good decision. And later on, the Lord said, you spiritualize your disobedience. Y'all don't want to talk to me tonight. You spiritualized not doing it. You said, you said, son, you would do it if I provided. I provided and you didn't do it. Y'all ain't going to talk. Y'all ain't going to talk. I provided and you didn't do it. And I don't know who this is for tonight because I play, I did not plan on going this way at all. I pray about what we pray about and I had no intentions on saying any of what I'm saying. I don't. So somebody, you prayed before we got on prayer. Some of you, you asked him to provide. He did and you still haven't obeyed. You said, Lord, if you give me the seed, I'll sow it. You still got that money in your bank account. Y'all ain't going to talk to me. You said, God, if you provide, if you provide, Lord, just give me a place I can learn. I'm going to do it. You still ain't sending in that Bible college application. Who am I talking to? You said, if you did it, God, I'm going to do it. I don't know who that's for. God's like, and you still ain't done it. I spiritualize my disobedience. How many can be honest with me on prayer tonight? Well, you've done the same thing. I spiritualized it. I was like, no, no. And listen, from an from a executive decision, it was a good decision, but it was not a God decision. God decision. What I love about the Lord, y'all ready? What I love about the Lord is that he didn't cast me away. He said, now look, now I'm going to need you not to do that again. Father, forgive us for every time we have spiritualized our disobedience. 
spiritualized, not doing what we needed to do, spiritualized, not following your written word, God, and trying to look for a voice when we need to follow a verse. Forgive us for that tonight, God. But we declare in our next 12, we will not spiritualize our disobedience. We declare in our next 12 that we will obey and obey quickly and obey swiftly in the name of Jesus. Everybody ought to say amen right there. I've seen y'all's comments. Y'all talk about, wow, I see you. I see you. Wow. I see lots of wows tonight. I did I did that. Um, and what I love about God is he's like, okay, now let's not do that again. I got you, but let's not do that again. Um, everything that's happened up to your life, even the stuff you did wrong, has been preparation for your next 12. Everything that's happened has been preparation for your next 12. There's something we say in immersive experiences. I want you to say it with me. Say, I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. Everybody type that. Say it and type it. I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. I'm ready. He's ready. Let's go. And I want to say this. Sometimes, y'all, listen to me, prayer. It is not a big step that we need to take. It's a small step we need to take. See, you're looking at these big old things like I'm trying to figure out whether or not I'm going to move to Japan. You know, I, mean, I don't know who I don't know who that's for. That's somebody on here. Who is that for? <laughs> trying to figure out whether I'm going to move to Japan. Like, that's a big step when you live in, you know, in, in small town America. And that's a big step. Sometimes what we're what we really need the most faith for is the small steps. Is the small steps. Is the small steps. Like Peter, you're about to walk on water. Listen, all you're doing is taking one step after the next. But that small step, Peter, requires the same amount of faith and even more faith if you needed to jump across the whole thing. The small step. Um, I want to pray for your small steps because many times we're looking at the big ones, not realizing that all the big ones are is a sequence of small ones. So let's just use the whole moving to Japan example. All right. So, okay, you got to research Japan. You got to, you know, you got to look at the market. They got to look at travel restrictions right now, Corona, all that. You got to look at housing. You got to look at currency exchange. You got to look at what are you going to do with your money? Are you going to remain an American citizen? Are you going to be a Japanese citizen? Like all of that. But guess what? All of those are small steps in there. Did you hear what I just said? All of those are small steps. And often what we're guilty of is we focus so much on a big step, not realizing all it is is a sequence of small steps. You need the faith and the obedience to take the small steps. Because what if, you ready for this? What if the purpose of God telling you to take the big steps was not, be listen, this, ooh, I heard this. It's not because he actually wanted you to take the big step. It's because there's something you needed to learn in the little steps. Y'all ain't talking to me, prayer. There's something you needed to learn in little steps. Can I give you scripture to back that up? Abraham, go kill Isaac, your only son. All right, because you had to send Ishmael away. Because Ishmael is what you wanted to do, Isaac. That's not what I wanted to do. So send, um, send, Ishmael, or send Ishmael away, and I want you to go sacrifice Isaac. Go sacrifice Isaac. Go sacrifice Isaac. Take him up the mountain to sacrifice him. Isaac and Abraham are walking up the mountain. As they are walking up the mountain, um, uh, you know, Isaac's like, where's the sacrifice, daddy? And he's like, oh, son, you know, the Lord will provide, the Lord will provide, the Lord will provide. Because in his mind, he's thinking he's going to have to take this, listen, this big step 
of killing his son. Let's just be real direct here. He's thinking God wants out of him this big step, this big step of, uh, of ending the life of Isaac. God never wanted him to do that. God wanted him to take those several small steps up that mountain. My God, you think sometimes the big thing is what he wanted. He says, take these small steps, take these small steps, take these, because I hear this in the spirit. Y'all just let me flow. I know we're praying, but just let me flow. I hear this in the spirit tonight because some of you are like, God, why did you want me to do that? Why did you want me to do that? Like, God, I did because some of you are like, Bishop, I did exactly what I thought I was supposed to do and it didn't work. Listen to me. It was not that God wanted you to take the big step. He needed you to take the small steps in the process. He wanted you to take the small steps in the process. Like he never wanted Abraham to kill Isaac. He said, take these small steps because you're about to watch me provide. I've got to introduce you to another side of me you don't know. I'm about to introduce me you to Jireh. And Jireh means my provider. So as Abraham's taking these small steps up the mountain, in his mind, these small steps are about this big step of actually taking Isaac out. It's not. He said, there's a process I need you to learn. I need you to learn how to do what I say when you don't have what you need. I know I need you to learn how to do what I say when what I'm saying hurts. I need you to learn how to do what I say, even if you are trying to figure out how I'm going to provide. Come on, somebody say, he's my provider. God, you're our provider. You are our Jireh. You are our provider. You are our Jireh. And we learn you are our Jireh when we take the small steps in the process. Y'all ready for this? Let's go. So he's like, hey, I never want you to kill uh, Isaac. I don't want that. I want you to learn how to walk up this mountain. In other words, I want you to learn how to walk through the process. And watch me. And how to keep your mouth shut sometimes. Come on, let's break this thing down. I can do a whole word about this. I need you to keep your mouth shut. You can't tell Isaac what's about to happen. There are certain things I need you to learn how to be quiet about. Okay, Father, show us what to shut up about. Let's pray, y'all. Show us what not to open our mouths about. Sometimes, God, when we release things prematurely, we put it in the atmosphere and Satan releases assassins. Sometimes we release things prematurely. I pray that we would learn to only release once it's done, to only release once it's complete. Lord, show us how to be quiet. Show us how to be silent about what we need to be silent about. Who is that for? God Almighty. Show them the keys. Don't tell them that you made the application for the loan. Drive up in it. Don't tell them you're at the dealership. I don't know who I'm talking to today. Yo, God, I just let me flow. I'm in somebody's business tonight. What's the flavor of the Kool-Aid? Red. That's the joke because red's not a flavor. It's a color. All right? So the first thing I need you to learn, you can't tell Isaac that you're about to kill him. You can't tell him that. Guess what? Because he's going to run down the other side. He's going to run away. So now you're going to create another problem because you talk too much. And I hear this in the spirit very clearly. For some tonight, a lot of your problems have been because you release things before they're complete. So Satan releases assassins to kill what you prematurely released. It's like taking a baby home from the hospital before they're ready. They're not ready for that. I remember the movie, What's Love Got to Do With It? Ike said, well, no. The doc, uh, Ike told the doctor, he's like, doc, I, I need, I need when's she going to be ready? She's looking kind of pinky. 
And the doctor said, no, she's going to need to be on bed rest for several days. The doctor said, no, wait a minute now. I got San Antonio. I got, I got two or three days between now and then, and, and I, I, I can't do that now. And they came and got Tina out of, who remembers that movie? And they came and got Tina out of the hospital overnight, and she wasn't ready to go because the child wasn't prepared. The child wasn't prepared. Tina wasn't prepared because she wasn't healed. Sometimes you have to learn how to be quiet so that the enemy can't release no assassin to kill it. Because the enemy doesn't know what you're thinking. He only knows what you're doing. Right? Okay. He's an anthropologist. Satan studies you. Father, show us how to confuse the enemy. That's what praise does. That's what worship does. It confuses the enemy. He doesn't know how to take us when we're shouting and we're dealing with stress. He doesn't know how to take us when we're praising and we're dealing with pressure. He doesn't know how to take us when we're in prayer and we literally have things that are a are, 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 are pessimism that's on our shoulder, pessimism that's in our background. He doesn't know how to take us. I pray we confuse our enemies. I pray we confuse the enemy because our actions don't match up with whatever warfare we're dealing with, whatever warfare we're facing, whatever obstacles we're facing. I pray that we confuse the enemy in Jesus name. Y'all stick with me. We're almost done. So you're going to have to walk up this mountain, Abraham, um, and you can't say anything to Isaac. Not only do you have to walk up this mountain, the whole time, listen to me, you are going to think that what I promised you, you can't have. Somebody said the Holy Ghost is a snitch. Listen, I got the Holy Ghost, not the Holy Guest. I promise you, this ain't nowhere where I plan to go and pray tonight. This is 100%. This is, you know, every time I pray, I say, Lord, what do you want to pray about? Even when I preach, I'm not trying to preach a sermon. That's why we call them sermons, they're life-giving messages. They say, God, what do you want to say? This is your mic, this is your church, this is your thing, so you just use me as a vessel. You do you, God. Uh, I just just do you through me, um, and um, and so in that, um, so Abraham, you're gonna have to think that what I promised you, you can't have. Listen, I promised you Isaac. When you went and did your own thing and got Ishmael, because Sarah says, "Take my handmaiden." God's taking too long. When you did that, I said, "I will not make a covenant with Ishmael. I'll bless him, but send him away. I will not make a covenant with him." I will not make a covenant with him. So imagine Abraham's mind. And by listen, imagine his confusion. We're almost done. Imagine his confusion. So God, you, you won't let me have Ishmael. I'm in somebody's business. You won't let me have that. And what you promised me, now you're about to take that too. Who am I talking to? Where you feel like there's some areas of your life where you're like, God, so this ain't going to be what it is. But what you said it was going to be, it don't seem like that's what it's going to be. Who am I talking to tonight? Who am I talking to tonight? Wave at me and tell me I'm in the ghost tonight. Tell me if, I, if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Tell me. Tell me. Okay? So imagine what's going on in Abraham's mind. Abraham, you're going to have to learn how to, how to trust me when you cannot trace me. Because what you're facing looks like I took you through a whole lot of hell for nothing. Mm. I, it looks like I took you through a whole lot of hell for nothing. But y'all better hear me tonight. 
God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. Whatever you have gone through, it's about to be worth it. Father, in Jesus' name, we pray that as we're watching Abraham take these small steps, these small steps up the mountain, God, we pray, Lord, that we would take on that same mentality, that he trusted you, even if he couldn't trace you. You said no to Ishmael, and it looks like you were saying no to what you said he could have. It looks like he was doggone if he did, doggone if he didn't. I'm in somebody's prayer life tonight. I'm in somebody's thoughts tonight. But God, we pray that we would know that it's about to be worth it. 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 Change it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Come on, make that declaration, everybody on every platform. It's worth it. It's worth it. It's worth it. Hey, Kayanda Baha, it's worth it. Y'all, come on, if you stick with me, we may go up in the spirit tonight. We may go all the way up tonight. So look, um, you're walking up the mountain. And as you're, listen, as you took these little steps, I mean, let's just say he had a 10, you know, size 10 foot. You're taking these steps. It's about, you know, you know. You know, you're taking these steps, step, 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 step. As you're taking these small steps that require faith for every step, the same time, Abraham, you coming up this side of the mountain, I have got something else coming up this side of the mountain. Come on. The reason my obedience is important is because the lamb, the ram won't start moving. Until I start moving. This process won't start that I can't see. Until the process that I can see starts. God, we declare we obey you. In Jesus name. I rebuke procrastination. I rebuke putting it off. I rebuke saying wait until the first of the year. I pray you got nine days left. I pray that you would start now. I pray we would start now. I pray that we would not wait. I pray that we would not say, wait to the first. No, start. this is your answer. You said, Lord, speak to me tonight. God is speaking to you tonight. His answer is no. You will not wait to the first. Who am I talking to? God says, start now. Because there's a process you can't see that's going to start with... Uh, the moment you start doing what you can see. Are y'all listening to me? The ram starts moving up the mountain the same time Abraham starts moving up the mountain. Do you hear me? He doesn't start moving until Abraham starts doing. And for some of us, you're like, well, I'm just waiting on God. God is like, you ain't waiting on me. You ain't took nam step. You ain't took nam step. Depending on where you're from, nan or nam, right? You haven't taken a step. You haven't even applied for the job. You haven't even apologized. You haven't even tried to get it right. You're working on these big steps. You ain't took one small step. I'm trying to get up for somebody. Let this be prophetic for you. Let this be prophetic for you. I'm taking a step. I'm stepping. I'm stepping. Come on, Facebook. I'm stepping. Come on, stepping. Come on, YouTube. I'm stepping. Come on, Instagram. I'm stepping. The moment the ram, I'm standing up now, I'm good. The moment the ram starts coming up, it's the same time, or it's the moment Abraham starts walking up, it's the same time the ram starts coming up. And every step he takes, the ram moves closer. Every steps he takes, the ram moves closer. 
Every step he takes, the ram moves closer. Every step, listen, this is why you need faith for the little steps. Because there's something moving as you move that you can't see. Abraham didn't see the ram. He didn't know the ram was moving. Listen, he didn't know the ram was matching his movement. God, we pray that we would realize what we're doing in the natural. There's something happening in the spirit that matches our movements. And not just the spirit. There's something that we are unaware of. In the natural, somebody's bringing up our name. Somebody's bringing up our resume. Somebody's bringing up who we are. Somebody is sharing something amazing. Somebody is preparing something for us. Somebody's creating a position for us. Somebody is creating finance. Somebody's writing a check that says Harvest Church with a million dollars. Come on, y'all. Somebody's doing it right now. As we step, they step. 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 Jesus. As Abraham took a step. The ram took a step. The ram took a step. But listen, but listen, but listen. I'm almost done, but listen. But listen. The Bible says that when Abraham, he lays out the sacrifice. He lays out the sacrifice. He's getting ready to literally take Isaac's life. He lays him out. He, he gets the weapon to end Isaac's life. And as he draws it back, listen, listen, listen. The angel of the Lord says, stop, don't do it. There's a ram that's caught up in the thicket. You will sacrifice that ram instead. What does that mean? For the ram to get caught up, what's a thicket? Think, think of like a, um, a bramble, like, like a bush. Like a bush, he got caught up in it. He got caught up in it. Like a bush, but wouldn't. Uh, he got caught up in this bush. Let's just say that. He got caught up. What does that mean? At some point, to get caught up and stuck in the thicket, what does that mean? As the ram, as Abraham was going up, at some point, what Abraham couldn't see started moving faster than him. Started moving faster than him. Started moving faster than him. Because if it got caught up in the bush, in the weeds, right? If it got caught up in that, then what that means is it had to go faster than him. See, as you're taking these small steps of faith, Got it? God says, what I'm doing for you is on the other side. What I'm doing for you is it's going to match your steps. Then all of a sudden, it's going to start outpacing you. It's going to outmove you. Father, we pray that favor towards us would, out, uh, would outpace us. That resources to us would outpace us. That you moving on our behalf, it would outpace us. At some point, it outpaces us. At some point, it outpaces us. And we declare, come on, let's be prophetic. We declare that in these nine last days of 2020, that everything we need for 2021 would outpace us. It beat us to the mailbox. It beat us to being deposited. Uh, it beat us. I keep hearing this word, benefactor, benefactor. Somebody to finance and to pay, not finance, somebody to pay for what you're going to do. That when people see your name, your name would draw favor. That when people see your name, your name would draw revenue. Your name would draw increase. When people see you, that you would be like a, a Stephen in the Bible. The Bible says when he spoke, they could not resist his words. That his words were irresistible. They could not ignore what he was saying. In Jesus' name we pray. Can I get everybody right there to say amen? Somebody pray before prayer because this is nothing I plan on talking about. This is nothing I planned on talking about in prayer tonight. So Abraham has to make these small decisions because God never wanted him to make this big decision of taking Isaac's life. God was like, I never wanted that. I never wanted you to take Isaac's life. Only thing I wanted you to do is I wanted to know 
that if I wanted you to do it, you'd do it. And for some of you, there's big stuff. You're like, I just think I'm supposed to do that. And God's like, mm. actually, I don't actually want you to do that. I just want to know that if I say do it, if I say jump, you're going to start jumping. You got to be like coming to America. One of my leaders sent me the, uh, the uh, 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 trailer for coming to America too. You need to be like Vanessa Bell Calloway was at the beginning. He says, jump. And she started jumping. And Hakeem said, bark like a dog. Woof, 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 a big dog. Woof, woof. God says, that's what I want to see from you. I want your obedience. Because if I know you will obey me, there's nothing I won't trust you with. Father, we pray, not only do we trust you, but God, our prayer is that in our next 12 months, you would trust us. Come on. That you would trust us. That we would be so reliable, you can trust us. That we would be so consistent that you can trust us. That we would be so on it, God, that you can trust us. And for this, we give you glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Did prayer bless anybody tonight? I want to do this. I'm going to go ahead and um, and uh, begin the process of, of, of doing two things. One, if prayer blessed you, I want you, uh, you can sow into prayer tonight. How do you do that? It's already over. Can you believe that? It's already over. You can sow, you can use the cash app Harvest Church Give um, or Bishop Foreman with the number one. You can use the cash app. You can also utilize um, Zelle. Venmo, PayPal, all of that. Hello at Harvest Church. That church. Can I get you to put that on every platform? Can y'all type those giving methods? The easiest way to do it is go to harvestchurch.church forward slash give and you're totally free uh, um, to give that way if you want to do that. Secondly, tonight, if you're on prayer and you've never given your life to Jesus, you've never become a Christian, tonight's your night. You are not watching me by accident. Tonight's your night. God literally is coming to you. I see you saying, I need to sow into this word. But many of you, you need to sow into this tonight. I went a whole, I promise you, I had no plans to go. Like I had a whole nother direction to go in prayer tonight. So, let me tell you, the power of your expectation is that God will take what was being said and he will shift it for you. That's the power of your expectation. I see several of you saying, I needed this. If you need to become a Christian tonight or recommit yourself to the Lord, I see you, I see you, Casey, crown by Casey, I'm so on. Um, tonight, if you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord or be sure. If you're like, Bishop Foreman, I don't know where things stand with God. And tonight, I want to be sure. If that's you, wherever you're at, across every platform, you need to become a Christian for the first time, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On the count of three, I need to do the hand wave emoji or say it's me across every platform. You respond right now. I got digital ambassadors. Last night, I think the total count we got, I think it was like six people gave their lives to the Lord last night. We're going to see even more in Jesus' name come to the Lord tonight in our additional times of prayer. You need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord, or be sure. On three, hand wave emojis, say it's me. One, two, three. Respond right now. Don't wait. No guilt. No shame. No condemnation. Nobody's going to look down on you. Nobody's going to judge you. I need you to respond right now. If you have somebody, if you have somebody, if you have somebody that's with you right now, around you right now and they're responding i need you to put the mark need you to respond say it's me or do the hand wave emoji right now i see you i see you come on i see you in the in 87 over here on uh, the harvest ig i see you come on come on just do the hand wave emoji say it's me guys people are coming to the lord tonight think about this on prayer this ain't church ain't no praise team ain't no choir ain't no lights this is prayer that shows you the power of god god is amazing god is amazing come on i will wait on you five i'm waiting on you four come on I'm waiting on you. Three, no guilt, no condemnation, no shame. Nobody's going to look down on you. 
None of that. Uh, but you've got to respond tonight. You've got to respond tonight. Hand with emoji or say it's me. Hand with emoji or say it's me. Two, I'm waiting on you. One, I want you to keep responding. And I know many of you are going to keep responding because normally when I get into the prayer, people are still responding. And there may be a delay for some. I want everybody to pray this for me. Say, Father, in Jesus' name, thank you for dying in my place. Come on, everybody say it. Say, thank you for your love for me. Say, because of this belief and because of this confession, if this is my first time praying this, I am now a Christian. If I was far from you, I am reconnected to you. Great days. Come on, say that with some authority. Say, great days are here for me. In Jesus' name, amen. Wow. Listen, guys, if you just, and some of you still need to respond, you have not hit that hand wave emoji just said it's me. If you need to become a Christian, recommit yourself to the Lord. And I see on some of the platforms, there's delays in the chat. Um, but I need you to respond. And then also, I want to encourage you to send this text. What's the text? Text the word decision to the phone number 55498. Text the word decision to the phone number 55498. And when you do that, we're going to shoot your text message right away to show you how to make Christianity your lifestyle and not just a hobby. All right. No church tomorrow night, but there will be a replay of tonight's prayer that plays tomorrow night at seven o'clock uh, mountain time. Um, so for those of you who want to watch again, you can do that. Of course, you can always watch it. Um, uh, yes. Great days are here for you. Um, and uh, what I want you to do is do that. Christmas Eve is going to be amazing at Harvest. We're going to give away gifts. It's going to be amazing. And again, you guys are going to get to see the stage behind me. You're going to see it. And what you're normally used to seeing, it's not going to look that way. I really want you to make sure you tune in to Christmas Eve. We'll, um, we'll have um, gifts and all of that. It's going to be an amazing night. And uh, we're going to be a blessing to so many. All right. But it's Jesus birthday, y'all. So let's be in church. If you're in Denver, get in the building. If you're not in Denver, watch online. If you're part of our digital family, uh, you definitely want to be a part of that. It's Jesus birthday. So like, let's celebrate Jesus birthday. But you're going to get to see that when Jesus came, everything wasn't done. I'm so excited. When I walked in there, I looked at the auditor. I was like, mm. But it was so good to me because I said, this is how Jesus came. He didn't come with perfection. He came with stuff not the way. And I see over here, it's my birthday too. All right, if you're going to sow in a prayer, sow in a prayer. I see you will be here. If you're going to sow in a prayer, I want you to be in prayer or sow into that. How do you do that? Again, the cash app, Bishop Foreman with the number one or Harvest Church Give as well as um, uh, harvestchurch.church forward slash give. PayPal, Venmozelle, you can sow into it. I'm a sower. I'm a giver. You should always bless what blesses you. You should always sow into what sows what blesses you. When you sow up, you go up. When you sow in a harvest, you're sowing in good ground. You're sowing into debt-free ground. You're sowing into ground that God is using to change lives. All right? So make sure that you sow. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. Look, it's right at 8 o'clock. I got it done today, didn't it? It's right at 8 o'clock. I love you guys. Have an amazing night. We are blessed to be a blessing. Shalom to you. Go sow. And uh, I'll see you on Thursday. And, of course, replay tomorrow night for Wednesday. Love you guys. Merry Christmas. Shalom. Love you guys. Love y'all. Love y'all. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. Hensonshaving.com slash holiday. 
Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's.